Hi, everybody. I'm Gloria Moraga. This is the Political Woman podcast. In this episode of Political Woman, I'm explaining... Georgia. Georgia. Yes, I'm explaining Georgia. Are you confused about what is going on in the 2020 Georgia alleged election interference case? I have been confused. Not always. Actually, I I thought it was pretty crystal clear about what happened in Georgia after watching the January 6th hearings on Capitol Hill. And Actually, if you're interested, I produced a video on each one of those hearings. If you want to take a look, I'll include the link, but you can go to my website just at the top under politics. It's there. You can click on that. All right. So Georgia, a big week coming up in Georgia. Today is Saturday, August 12, 2023, and Trump posted on Truth Social his Twitter, social media site about Georgia. And once again, he said he had made a perfect call. Here's that sound bite. So, look, all I want to do is this. I just want to find uh, 11,780 votes, which is one more than we have, because we won the state and flipping the state is a great testament to our country because, you know, there's, there's, there's just a, it's a testament that they can admit to a mistake or whatever you want to call it, if it was a mistake. I don't know. A lot of people think it wasn't a mistake. It was much more uh, criminal than that. But it's a big problem. Now, of course, Trump was on the phone with all of his kind of minions, his election minions around him. He was on the phone with Brad Raffensperger, the Georgia Secretary of State. He was elected in 2018, and then he was re-elected in 2022. I listened to this call again today. It is amazing to me how patient Brad Raffensperger is with Trump. He tried to reason with Trump who, for God's sakes, was the president of the United States. How do you even argue with the president of the United States? But Brad did it, and he did an excellent job. And here are just a couple of sound bites. Well, Mr. President, the challenge that you have is the data you have is wrong. Uh, We we talked to the congressmen, and they were surprised, but they— uh, I guess there's a person named Mr. Raynard that came to these meetings and presented data. And he said that there was dead people, of, I believe it was upward of 5,000. The actual number were two. Two. Two people that were dead that voted. And so that's wrong. That was two. Well, Cleta, how do you respond to that? You're, you're talking about uh, the State Farm video. And I think it's extremely unfortunate that Rudy Giuliani or his people, they sliced and diced that video and took it out of context. So the next day we brought in WSB TV and we let them show, see the full run of tape. And what you'll see, the events that transpired are nowhere near what was, pro- was uh, projected by 
Okay. Yeah, Mr. President, we'll send you the link from WSB that does. I, I don't that. care about a link. I don't need it. I have a, a bunch of bread. I have. They put them in three times. Mr. President, they did not put that. We we can we did an audit of that and proved conclusively that they were not scanned three times. Now, Raffensperger stood his ground, and for doing that, he was threatened and hounded. In fact, Trump made a couple of veiled threats in the phone call. And here's a quote. I got this from Reuters. Quote, Trisha Raffensperger told Reuters that the threats and intimidation had forced her family into hiding for almost a week in late November. Intruders had broken into a family member's house around that time. And the same night, members of the far-right extremist group, the Oath Keepers, were found outside the Raffensperger's home. Wow. So that's a little bit of the background, but let me hit on the confusion. I'll try to clear it up, because this is what kind of threw me. District Attorney Fonnie Willis has been investigating Georgia election fraud for about two years plus. Of course, as part of her case, she had the phone call that was very well known and the support of many elected officials in Georgia, like Brad Ravensburger and, and many others. And she had all of the information from the January 6th committee. So with all that, she convened a special grand jury. And I'm thinking when I read that, oh, special grand jury. Oh, it's a special grand jury. Here's the definition of a special grand jury in Georgia. Quote, a special grand jury has no set term and focuses on a single topic. So that's a quote, and I'm thinking, okay, so basically the special grand jury investigates. It hears testimony and gets evidence and investigates, but it does not have the power to recommend indictments. A regular grand jury in Georgia has that power. And here's what uh, Georgia law says about that. A regular grand jury in Georgia is seated for a limited duration, one term of court, dash, in Fulton County, that's two months. And then it goes on to explain grand jurors hear everything from felony shoplifting to murder cases and then decide whether to issue an indictment. So, yeah, here's what confused me a tad. Yeah, a tad. The special grand jury four-person, or four-woman, or four-person, went on TV a lot after her. She did, like, a media tour after the special grand jury finished its work. Now, her name is Emily Coors, and the stories I've read about her and um, what I've heard is she was chosen as four-person of the 23-person special purpose grand jury impaneled by Atlanta Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis. And what I heard from other people on the special purpose grand jury was 
they had to decide who was going to be in charge. And they said, okay, who wants to be four-person foreman? And nobody raised their hand. And then finally, Emily raised her hand, and then that's how she became the four-person. Well, as I said, she went on a media tour after the special purpose grand jury finished its work. And here's one of those sound bites. I will tell you, it's, it's not a short list. I mean, we saw 75 people, and there are six pages of the report cut out. There are certainly names that you would recognize, yes. There definitely are some names that you expect. Yeah, there are going to be a lot of people <laughs> indicted. And we've learned from other reports that nearly 20 people are known to have been told that they could face charges as a result of the Georgia investigation. Right now in Georgia, there are two regular grand juries meeting. And I know nothing about if only one of those grand juries is hearing testimony on the 2020 election or if both of them are or what. But we know they're meeting and we also know this. On Saturday, two witnesses received subpoenas to testify before the grand jury. And those people are Jeff Duncan, he is the former Lieutenant Governor of Georgia, and George Chidi, he is an independent journalist. They both have said yes. They received notices today to appear before the grand jury on Tuesday. Now for George Chidi or Chidi, I, his name is spelled C-H-I-D-I. I hope to hell I'm pronouncing his name right. Not like Captain Ahab. Ahab, Captain Ahab, Ahab, Ahab. I don't know what was wrong with me. <laughs> I mispronounced his name, but I digress. I'll, I'll, get, I'll apologize some more at the end of this podcast episode. All right. Here is a soundbite from George... Chidi. <laughs> I, I, miss, I pronounced it three different times. He is a print journalist, but he is also a CNN contributor. And let me say something about George and how he became a part of this case. He was just walking around the state capitol in Georgia. And I have done this a lot. When I worked uh, for five years plus, as a political reporter in California at the California State House, I found some of my best stories just wandering the halls. And when you cover state government, unlike Washington, state government, usually all the meetings are in the Capitol. So in California, all the meetings, all the hearings are in the Capitol. And so you could just wander around from hearing to hearing and, and get great stuff. And that's what he was doing. Here's, um, I cut up two of his little quick sound bites. I'm looking around at who else is seeing this. Like, hey, does anybody know what's going on in that room? I went into the room and I walked in the door. Uh, hey, what's going on here? What, uh, what are you doing? Like, what's, is, we're having a meeting. And there was a woman's voice and I'm looking around and I've got the thing going. And then she says, oh, he's got a camera going. 
And then another fellow comes and just sort of hustles me out. I said, but what, what is this meeting? And she says, it's an education meeting. George stumbled into a phony electors meeting. And then he reported on it. Wow. So he's going to be testifying before the grand jury, as is Jeff Duncan, who uh, is a big Trump critic, just appalled and embarrassed. He said he was embarrassed, he told CNN that, when Rudy Giuliani, who was Trump's attorney at the time, came to Georgia and talked to state lawmakers. Yeah, I did just receive notification to appear on Tuesday morning at the Fulton County Grand Jury, and I certainly will be there to do my part in recounting the facts. I have no expectations as to the questions, and I'll certainly answer whatever questions put in front of me, and, and certainly don't want to go any deeper than that to, to you know, jeopardize or compromise the investigation. But to, look, th for, for me, this is a story that is important for Republicans to hear, Americans to hear. Uh, let's hear the whole truth and nothing but the truth about Donald Trump's actions and the surrounding cast of characters around him. Uh, we watched... Uh, a series of events happened here that were tragic and untruthful. Uh, and he's got a chance to present these facts and, and say, hey, I didn't know what was going on. Or or I think what's, what reality is going to be is they knew exactly what they were doing. Okay. So we know the grand jury's meeting. We know people are going to be talking to the grand jurors. A spokesperson for the Fulton County District Attorney's Office could not be reached for comment on Saturday and will not talk about any of this. Here's the thing about Georgia. Unlike federal convictions, if Trump is reelected or if a Trump Republican friend is elected president, they cannot pardon Trump if he is convicted of state crimes in Georgia. Here's a quote from Huffington Post. The Georgia investigation may be the most expansive legal challenge yet to the efforts that Mr. Trump and his advisors undertook to keep him in power. We do know, this has come out, that Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis is expected to spend two days presenting her case before the grand jury next week. And everyone says she is focusing on racketeering charges. Quote, I think she is going to tell a story, said Georgia State Law Professor Clark D. Cunningham. The story of how one person at the top, the former president, really marshaled an army of people to accomplish his goal, which was to stay in power through any means. Unquote. Wow. Two days presenting evidence to the non-special grand jury. <laughs> and then the jury, the grand jury will vote. And then we could see the fourth indictment of former President Donald Trump. And if they don't say anything, we know when Trump finds out, he's going to say something. So we probably will know next week. I'm Gloria Moraga, political woman. Please subscribe. Due to copyright laws, I can't end the podcast with Georgia. I think I can play maybe two seconds of it. Maybe I'll do that. Again, I want to thank everybody 
for correcting my mispronunciation of Captain Ahab. 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 Please subscribe. Please follow me on TikTok and YouTube. I need your support. Be safe. Georgia. Georgia.